Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Welcome back. I am Molly Smith, your host. I want to remind you all that our program is available for download. You can do so by going to our website from themedian.org. Listeners, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you with us. Remember that our programs are available by podcast. Just go to your podcast app and type in from the median and down they will come. I have right now somebody joining me to talk about a very interesting or a very actually dangerous situation that's going on in California. The Heartbeat International and Thomas More Society have joined forces against a lawsuit that is being filed by California Attorney General Rob Bonta seeking to dismantle the life-saving abortion pill rescue network. Network. On September 21st, the Attorney General filed a lawsuit against Heartbeat International, which is a global organization that supports an expansive network of pregnancy centers, charging the Pregnancy Help Ministry with false advertising in a discriminatory effect to stop the organization Abortion Pro Reversal Services. Many of you will remember that we've just very recently had Dr. Bill Lyle on our show talking exactly about how life-saving this actual, this whole procedure is and how much success he is having it. Joining me right now is Paul Jonah, who is a distinguished attorney who serves as special counsel for the Thomas More Society. With extensive trial and arbitration experience, Jonah has argued before state and federal courts including the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and the California Court of Appeals. He has been recognized as one of the best of the bar by the San Diego Business Journal. Paul is going to be representing the Heartbeat International. They've joined forces with Thomas More Society in fighting back against this dreadful situation that's happening in in California. Paul, thank you so much for joining. I know you're an extremely busy man, and I'm always so grateful to my guests who take time out of their busy day to come on my little old show. So thank you so much. Well, it's an honor to be with you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so so what we are doing right now is, is looking at this. Can you explain to us what exactly has happened here? What has happened? So the California Attorney General filed a lawsuit against Heartbeat International and Real Options, two uh, organizations uh, kind of have different roles in this in this process. But basically the premise of the case is that it's false advertising and unlawful business practices to advertise abortion pill reversal. And it's kind of an unprecedented case because it's not so much asking a a court to make a legal decision as much as it's asking a court to make a medical decision for, for women in California that essentially they don't like the studies that the proponents of abortion pill reversal refer to, and they think they're not good enough. And since they don't like the studies, they say it's unlawful to advertise this service this this life-saving protocol of reversing an abortion which statistics show there's been 4,500 babies saved by this process which if you boil it down to its essence it's just progesterone which is commonly prescribed for women just to prevent miscarriages but for some reason California and other states now are taking issue with this with the use of progesterone only in one context and that's to reverse a chemical abortion and by the way 70% of abortions are now chemical abortions. I'm not sure if people realize that. So it's not good enough in California that abortion on demand is available for women. They also want to stop women who have now decided for themselves that they don't want to continue 
with an abortion. They want to stop them from having this choice. This side that supposedly is pro-choice wants to take away a choice from a woman who no longer wants to proceed with an abortion. And that's basically what's happening. You know, this this industry is so incredibly well-funded. This always bothers me. You know, it's like, you know, David against Goliath. Um, we keep winning, which is a great thing. Um, this keeps happening, which is, which is even better because we know that God is on our side. But by the same token, this is incredibly difficult for an organization like yours to push back against and against this lawsuit because against this, um, uh, you know, what the attorney general has, has said. I mean, he's, he, he's trying to take away women's rights. I, how, how do you fight back against this? I mean, I, I, I see Thomas More all the time, you know, helping and, and, and actually winning in so many instances they win. That's, how do you do this? Well, let me just say, well, obviously we give all credit and honor to God, but we've had nine consecutive wins against the state of California. And wow. they're, you know, even though they're a formidable adversary, they're, they've got unlimited resources and supposedly all the legal talent, you know, money can buy, they don't, they, frequently they overplay their hand and they overreach and they do things that are blatantly and clearly unconstitutional. Like when they shut down all the churches during the pandemic or going after Catholic organizations that we've defended or, you know, you name it, going at picking, a, you know, going after a baker who just wanted to not violate her conscience and make a cake for a six. So there's so many scenarios. We just beat them in a case recently where they were trying to force teachers to lie to parents about their students' gender identity. All these are different topics for another discussion, but my point is they frequently lose in court to us, and that's because they they do things that are so blatantly illegal that even even a moderate liberal judge has would have a hard time not striking them down as unconstitutional. And this is one of those examples, we think. This is so blatantly illegal and unlawful. Um, when I say illegal, I mean you know their attempt, the state's attempt to shut down uh, abortion pill reversal essentially in California is just such a major overreach that even if a trial court were to go their way initially, the court of appeal or the U.S. Supreme Court, we think would be pretty quick to step in and, and, and reverse any such decision. So the way we do it is by, you, you know, thinking 20 steps ahead, um, you know, understanding the law and the facts better than they do and, uh, just coming up with winning arguments in court, having solid experts back us up on the medical side and putting it in God's hands. But, you know, we do think this is a case we can win and we should win. What do you see happening if this is, if this is not defeated? I mean, if, if you, if you lose, and let's, let's take it from the worst case scenario and go into the best case scenario. If this, if, if the attorney general's lawsuit, um, is successful, what kind of ripple effects does that have? It's, I mean, it would be extremely, um, it would be a terrible outcome because basically the one proven, tested, and reliable protocol to stop a medical abortion would now be off the table. And any woman who takes the first pill, and by the way, a lot of these women, statistics show quite a significant percentage, I don't have them in front of me, are not are taking them under, you know, they're coerced to take under the abortion duress, pill. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Some of them are sex trafficked women. Some of them are women who are being pressured by other people, My, uh, whether it's a boyfriend or parents. And after taking the first pill, statistics show a very significant percentage. I mean, it's not statistically insignificant, have regrets and they want, they are looking for options. No one is approaching them. They are looking for options. How to stop this? Is it, can we reverse it? And frequently 
Planned Parenthood is lying to them and the abortion centers are lying to them and saying, no, you can't. You got to take the second pill right now. There's no way to stop this. And if anyone should be sued for false advertising or for unfair competition or for violating, for stating fraudulently to women what their options are, it should be the, it should be Planned Parenthood and the proponents of the abortion pill who tell them that there's no way out of this because the science is very clear that there is. Uh, and, and, um, so, but yeah. the ramifications would be that all those women would now have to continue with an abortion that they no longer want, and they'd have to end the life of their unborn child against their will. Absolutely, absolutely. You're listening to Molly Smith on from the Median Radio program. Um, you you can you can download my pro, uh, this program and any other program on your podcast. So please remember to do that and pass this on, um, because a lot of the information that we're giving you right now is life saving. It really is. As um, Paul has just pointed out, uh, you know how how um, how absolutely egregious this will be if it does pass if it if the the law the lawsuit is successful. From what I can understand, Paul, about four hundred and fifty four thousand five hundred babies have been saved through this process. This just this. Once again, says to us, and I'm sure this will be used as, as part of your, you know, I, I don't know, I, I'm not a lawyer, but I, you, you, this, these types of figures have to come into play when you're fighting back against this horrible abortion giant. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the science and the studies are going to be kind of front and center because what, if you read the attorney general's complaint, they're taking issue with, you know, we don't have as much, as many studies as they'd like. The studies weren't done the way they'd like them to be done. So in response, uh, of course, I don't think a court has the, yeah. is competent to decide between competing studies, but, exactly. but uh, that's not the role of a court. And that's a big issue and a big theme in the case. We're going to be filing an early, uh, it's called a demur, but it's essentially a motion to dismiss. And one of the, the key arguments is this doesn't belong in court. This is not a judicial issue. This is, you know, there's some issues a court is not competent to address. And one of them is just wading through scientific studies. I mean, as, as you know, I know lawyers and judges are smart, but they don't have medical degrees. They don't have uh, PhDs. They can't d- sift through studies and say, okay, yeah, this is the winning side. So, um, so that's a, a very big legal defect. And, but of course we will still, con- as part of our defense, make it front and center that, look, this is in fact backed by significant research and, and it goes back to, a very long period, decades and decades of research. And here's what the statistics show in terms of how many uh, babies have been saved by this protocol. This is also the same state that has gone after David Delayden. You know, it, it, it's so, it's so horrific to think of how much evil is being done through these court systems in these very liberal states. Uh, you know, David Delayden did a very similar thing. He exposed what was going on in, um, you know, in, in within these research, these uh, you know, pregnancy re- or not pregnancy research, but uh, medical research facilities that are using. Oh my gosh! I mean, when all that came out, and and you know, David Delayden's videos came out. I remember thinking, how can, how can the workers actually work in those places when they're keeping little children alive so that they can harvest organs and doing all those kinds of stuff? I mean, if, if we want to talk about, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it because talk about scientific studies. I mean, that is the most horrific thing that was exposed, but the courts want to actually stop that, wants to allow that to continue, but to stop an abortion pill reversal. 
It's, it's just, yeah. it makes, it makes no sense whatsoever. If you, if you, and I'm not surprised that, that Thomas Moore, who's very sensible and <laughs> very, very methodical in how you put everything together, I'm not surprised you're winning all the, most of your cases there because you have to wonder what on earth is happening to, to the, to the whole system in California. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah. With the, with the case of David Delighton, it was, uh, exactly the opposite of what should have happened. What should have happened was, People should have seen what he was, his videos uncovered and, and the government and prosecutors should have gone after those who were clearly violating the law, clearly violating federal and state law in terms of profiting from the sale of aborted fetal tissue. But instead, uh, they, they kind of turned a blind eye to that and instead went after the undercover journalist who uncovered all that and alleging, you know, violation of recording laws and things that are, no one ever been, no one's ever been prosecuted ever in California for, for violating, you know, confidential recording statutes, which by the way, he didn't, but they, so it's just an example though of what their strategy, they're so aggressive, they, they're so radical. And these are the people running the state. I think the average Californian, even the average moderate, moderate Democrat or liberal wouldn't, would, would be horrified at what Planned Parenthood was doing, even if you're pro-abortion, because it's not, um, you know, even if you're pro-abortion, you would want, them to at least comply with existing laws, which are you can't profit from human remains from even from aborted human remains. And so, um, but it's an, it's an example of overreach and, um, and absolutely fortunately there are courts and, and, uh, and judges that are, you know, that are enforcing the law, but there's also some who will, will turn a blind eye as well. And, and, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood filed David's case in a, in a venue that they, was favorable to them and, so his yeah. criminal case is still ongoing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The poor, I, I mean, the, I think about that often. I often think about, I mean, I gave a, a talk at a church once about, about exactly about David Delighton and, and, and the courage. I mean, he's a, he's a, a, a sort of, He's a living saint as far as I'm concerned. All the things that he's put up with and, and, and continues to fight back against, it's amazing. And, and good, good, uh, law firms like yourselves, uh, you know, Thomas Moore Society is just, it's just phenomenal. You know, one of the things that I, I look at, uh, you, one of the other things that, that the Thomas Moore Society was also incredibly, um, successful and was pushing back against the overreach that was happening within schools. And, and, and you, I think you just mentioned it, you know, what's going on in school systems are, it's just as a, you know, it's it's actually quite frightening to think of how these you know how these very liberal groups are actually targeting children. I mean, targeting children in this particular one where you, you know, you don't want to save a child whose mother says, okay, I made a mistake. I have a way that I can save my child through taking the abortion pill reversal process, you know, the, the, and going through all of that. Um, but then also looking at, you know, how they're pushing abortion and then what they were doing, uh, during, during COVID. Let, let's talk. I mean, you, I know you guys that uh, uh, Thomas Moore and, and, and you particularly with Chuck, Chuck Lamandry, you did a whole, um, uh, lawsuit against, against, um, families who d- refused to take the vaccine and, 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 and the, the state of the uh, city of San Diego, um, was, was pushing even if, even if you had a religious reason as to why you didn't want to take the vaccine, they were being pushed into this. How do you see all of these different things that you, that you are dealing with, Paul? A- am I correct? It seems to be that they're going after, for the most part, going after children. Yeah. So we, we, there was a vaccine mandate for, for little kids actually at, at San Diego Unified School District that we challenged and, 
ultimately they dropped the mandate. Um, but, uh, this thing that's happening in schools now with, with the gender policies is just, is so outrageous and so appalling. And no one had challenged it for years and years and years. And so, you know, a federal judge in the case we filed in here in San Diego struck down those policies as unconstitutional, which we hope will have a, a broader effect nationally because thousands of school districts across the country and parents don't realize this have policies that require teachers to lie to parents about their students' gender identity. And so, you know, little five-year-olds could determine for themselves their gender. The teacher would have to refer to the child by the new pronouns and new name. And then when talking to the parents, the teacher has to revert to the student's biological pronouns and legal name. So it was active deception. But fortunately, we had one of those policies struck down. But you're right. We are seeing uh, they're targeting vulnerable children. And these policies are normal. Are oftentimes we see they're being passed in secret. Parents don't know. The public isn't aware. They, the you know, board adopts policies that are being drafted by interest groups, you know, pro gay, um, very extreme left radical groups that are sending these policies nationwide being adopted in secret. And, uh, it's not until parents and, and, uh, others, you know, speak out and challenge them that they're actually getting struck down. So I think it's extremely important to be vigilant, to, you know, bring these issues to the attention of groups like, like our group, like the Thomas More Society and, and, uh, you know, just put it in the hands of a federal judge and, and, uh, ultimately, you know, if they get it wrong, we have recourse with the with the courts of appeal and the U.S. Supreme Court. But you know, that's all we can do. And as lawyers, we're we're doing our small part in winning these battles. Um, but it's it's very important for people to be the public to be engaged, and that's why it's great that you're covering these issues. Yeah, you know, and and, and I I say more and more we, as you look at all this thing of doing the COVID uh, uh, era, and I I think it's still they're still trying to make it keep on. But during you know when COVID uh, hit the, the nation, and there was all the you know the the shutting down of of all everything. Um, I think it was one of those things that was the, one of the beautiful things that God brought out of all of this because suddenly parents were having to look at what the teachers were teaching their children. And we all know now what, what's happened. I mean, a lot of what you, what you've been dealing, what you just described, that comes out of suddenly parents understanding what's going on and, and saying, no, I'm not going to do this. And, you know, I, 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 my goodness, what are you teaching our children? And, you know, to be quite honest with you, there, there are, um, it's so good to have organizations such as the Thomas More Society. To, to fight back against it because our, unfortunately, and I know you're probably not going to like me for this, but I think we've become way too litigious, litigical um, with, with regard litigating every single thing that you can possibly think about. Um, I think it's too much in, in America. Um, but by the same token, if it, if it's going to be there, we have to have groups such as Thomas More Society because if we don't push back and fight back, wow. I mean, I, I just, it, it, we will just fall like dominoes as, and be, because of organizations like yours, because of you pushing back against this uh, abortion pill reversal issue. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think I mentioned to you folks and, and anybody that's in the, in the area or actually even not in the area. Um, we are going to have Dr. Uh, Bill Lyle be one of our speakers in our 2024 con- convention, bringing America back to life convention. Um, people come from all over the country to, to participate in that and to, to listen to the speakers. But Bill, uh, Dr. Lyle will, will tell you that, you know, it, it's amazing to see a woman who has had those second thoughts and said, Oh my gosh, what have I just done? This is horrible. Call them up, 
get onto the treatment. And then, I mean, he's, he talks about, you know, the, the babies they've saved, the babies that they've actually met as a result of the, the, the abortion pill reversal process. This is what we've got to do. We've got to have people like you to fight back against this absolutely dreadful, dreadful stuff that's going on. So I think, I, I, I mean, I really thank, thank you so much, Paul, for all that you do. I know, I, I know that you, you've been a, a huge part of, of the Thomas More Society's uh, winning machine that's been going around. So thank you for that. You. It's been absolutely wonderful. A final word from you about the importance of taking on these types of battles. I mean, I know if we don't do it, I mean, I just can't even imagine if we didn't have groups like you. What is, the, what, what is the importance of this? Well, one of the quotes that I really liked, and I'm sure many of your listeners have heard, is that all it takes for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And I've seen firsthand in my experience that the other side, the, the side of evil, is counting on us to do nothing. Because uh, if, if no one stepped up to defend heartbeat and real options, then, then thousands and thousands and thousands of babies would die. And, it, you know, I saw firsthand with uh, another case we dealt with a few years ago, you reminded me of when we were talking about parents being aware of what's going on in schools. Well, just a few years ago, we were contacted by a parent who said they're, te- they're praying Aztec, they're praying prayers to Aztec gods in our kids' school. And, uh, I didn't believe it at first. I couldn't believe that was true, but we, we dug deeper and we found out it was true, but we were so busy. At litigating against the state on these cases involving the shutdown of churches that we didn't have time to turn to that just yet. And I assumed, oh, that's, if this is really happening, someone's going to challenge it. Months and months went by. No one challenged it. Finally, we had some free time and we filed a lawsuit and we succeeded in having those prayers removed from the curriculum. But that was a, a nation, a statewide model curriculum that literally invoked Aztec deities in class and thanked them and gave them honor and praise and, I just mentioned that as an example. Yeah. If we didn't file that case, those prayers would still be chanted by kids today. And they're hip hop songs. Kids wouldn't even know their prayers. But this is the kind of evil that's happening. And they're counting on us to do nothing. So exactly. it's very important that we step up and, and take action. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Well, Paul, thank you so much. And thanks, Thomas More Society, for all that you do. I don't, you know, re- really, I know that the, you've helped our organization many times. I, you know, I think Tom Brecker is a wonderful guy and Andy Bath. You know, I just, it's been such an honor to walk alongside of, of Thomas More as, we, as we've sort of established all kinds of things in, in Ohio. And they've helped us with a couple of lawsuits that we've had. So I just, it's its amazing. You are an amazing organization. And folks, if you've got any money, send it to them because I know that it's always run, all of our organizations get, you know, we're non-profit organizations. So so make sure you, and if you have any issues that you really wanted to have somebody deal with, just go to Thomas More Society and, and you'll be able to contact them through that. Thank you so much, Paul, for coming on the show. I really appreciate all you do. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. God bless you lots. Bye-bye. Thank you all for joining me this evening. As I say good night and God bless each and every one of you, I'd like to close with the words of the Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel. There may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, but there must never be a time when we fail to protest. From the Median is listener supported. Visit our website, fromthemedian.org, for further information or to make a donation to continue to make this radio program possible. Email us, radionews at fromthemedian.org or call 440-668-4049. 
Through our FromTheMedian.org website, you can download this or previous programs for your listening pleasure or sign up to receive our weekly preview of upcoming guest interviews. Tune in every weeknight at the same time to listen to another great interview on From the Median as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. This program has been sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content.